0: Leaders who do not act dialogically, but insist on imposing their decisions, do not organize the people. They manipulate them. They do not liberate, nor are they liberated. They oppress. Paulo Freire.
1: Bending, Not Breaking. Season 6, Episode 4. In harm's way. And welcome back to another episode of Ending Night Breaking. I'm Sunshine. And I'm Ben. And we are jumping straight into the Legend of Korra, episode four, in harm's way.
0: We sure are.
1: We took a little bit of a break, did some wonderful Pride episodes. Yeah, We those. did great guests um, took a little bit of a break for the holiday weekend uh and now we're back in
0: yeah we're doing it now
1: we're, we're here. here we're here let's jump in do you have a good have you had a good summer so far ben
0: it's, it's, yeah it's yeah, fine. as much as the yeah, world's burning around yeah, us world, like it's like the dark. trying to the, find joy the yeah. room with the fire everything's it's like fine. everything's fine except it's not and
1: so maybe we should act that way right so like yeah so <laughs> no, we'll, we'll talk about things <laughs> Um, We were talking episode four today in harm's way of season three of The Legend of Korra, but season six of the podcast. So, you had a nice little quote. I did. Let's talk about it. Yeah,
0: that's from Pedagogy of the Oppressed um, by Paulo Freire, and he is a Brazilian author. And I highly recommend it. You all should read Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Um, So many book recommendations. It's kind of dense, um, but it is very good <laughs> like a lot of good information yeah it's, and... that's it's one of those things where you like you have to sit and be like oh oh i just read that and i don't like that i just read that because that's too real <laughs> That's gonna challenge me but that's how we yeah, get better exactly
1: fantastic
0: but yeah yeah and I, I mean that quote specifically is like hey if you're not talking to people and collecting data and talking to the people that are uh, saying they're having a hard time, and you're just imposing your decisions rather than listening and creating things with everyone, then you're an oppressor. And not only are you an oppressor, but you are also oppressed. You're oppressing yourself in the same way that you're oppressing uh, others. Interesting. Maybe not in the same way, but um, certainly... Certainly happening. Happening, yeah.
1: So our lenses oppression oppression yeah for this upcoming episode prolonged cruel or unjust treatment of of, or control the state of being subject to unjust treatment or control mental pressure or distress
0: yeah how do you feel about that definition uh i yeah i mean you can go with cambridge too. a situation in which people are governed in an unfair and cruel way and prevented from having opportunities and freedom yeah but i i think that keywords to think about there are just uh in the cambridge version like being governed and so there's this uh understanding that there is a power imbalance in oppression and i think that that's certainly worth noting uh someone oppresses someone gets oppressed um, so I, I think that that's important to think about as well so in the writings of uh Marianne
1: young uh, there's uh, Justice in the Politics of Difference, came out in 1990. Um, the Stages of Oppression. So the first one is Exploitation, referring to the act of using people's labors to produce profit while not compensating them fairly, is the first step. Huh. Marginalization is the next step. The act of relegating or confining a group of people to a lower social standing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Powerlessness, the form of oppression, refers to uh, how some in a society are relegated to be powerless and are dominated by the ruling class. Cultural imperialism, which is taking the norms of the ruling class and saying that this is the norms of our society. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. The given norms. And then finally, violence, the form of oppression looks like when groups live with the uh, the knowledge that they must fear random unprovoked acts. On their persons or property. We see all of those in, in this, this episode. episode yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, it's uh, certainly going to be a, a good amount of things to talk about. Even if we're only talking about like a certain segment of this episode. Yeah, like, There's for sure. plenty to cover. Well, and it's on not only that, but I think
0: what's going to come up is also like the history of the Earth Kingdom and how that plays a role here. Uh, and I think that'll come up too. Yeah. So before we get started... I've got to do a
1: 30-second recap. You're just one of a kind. Big fan. I don't want to do it, but I will do it. But you got to put 30 seconds on the clock because I'm not
0: timing myself. You you can't do it all? Or are you just, what, are you lazy nope, sometimes, or something? No,
1: sometimes I need help. Sometimes I need others.
0: Oh, what a beautiful way to, to put that. Yeah. On your mark, get set.
1: Go. Zuko and Tonraq sees here traveling in a snowstorm, and the Red Lotus freeze plea. Mako and Bolin get passports to travel up to the upper end, and uh, and then Bolin sees the group and gives a thirty-second recap of uh, his own of everything that happened to him. Earth Queen tells a lie to get them the Avatar to leave. Uh, then Boomi says she has the right to conscript her citizens, which is an interesting phrase we'll talk about. Ten seconds. Uh, Jinora projects herself. They find all the Airbenders, and then they fight their ways out. Boop, boop, boop. Ding. Uh. <laughs> well done. Well, when you can take the last 10 minutes of the episode and go like, and then and they, they fought. fought their way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. We did it. That's the end. All right. That's been a great episode on oppression. We make that joke um, every
1: time we do a 30 second recap.
0: Do we? <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. I
0: forget. I just do it. You know, maybe it's just habit just, at this point. Very much dad jokey. Yeah.
1: All right, let's talk moments of oppression that we see in this episode. Um, yes,
0: there are there are quite a few. Uh, we can start with the first one. We can start chronologically with plea, right? We talked about this with the other uh, prisoners that yeah, have yeah. How much
1: of like what does oppression look like? And I mean, granted, we find out that like they attempted to yeah, so now kidnap have... the avatar. So there's context. Yeah, we have more context, but now. still, are things like
0: solitary confinement for thirteen years correct so it had to be more than kidnapped there had to be a bigger plan well i mean well it's not only a, we don't know what their plan was yeah, we, we learned said, that they have no idea the the reasoning behind what they were doing but i assume that they were hurting people in the process
1: but we also know that solitary confinement is also violent right like yes. that's a that's a thing yeah um,
0: especially solitary confinement when you're literally freezing yes or in a volcano like maybe
1: she's just able to keep themselves at 98.6 degrees assuming that their body works the same way and yeah. all their energy for 13 years has to be
0: focused on staying at 98.6 degrees yeah and like
1: and that's it so they can't do anything else with it
0: and then being in a volcano and having such water restriction that your 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 sweat isn't even that like, oh my goodness, like what's going on? Heat There's exhaustion. Like, the heat exhaust, like, oh, it's just heat stroke. There's how, how they kind of engineered that is beyond me. That's that requires a, an understanding of bending that I don't have, yeah. So, but yeah, feels like it seems you know, I, in my just thought process, I'm wondering if it would be more prudent to just have chi blockers, like constantly blocking chi <laughs> like is that a better
1: situation <laughs> like tying them down to a, no, like a like just consistently just like every 15 minutes
0: having yeah. like yep all right i'm gonna knock out this 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 cheap spot and i don't know if that's worse or better but like i'm just what are the alternatives that i wonder i wonder if they even explored that i, I mean guess.
1: i don't know what if you time that incorrectly right and so someone goes to chi block you and they're able to take your blood or like your sweat like yeah. we don't know if yeah um, Mingua has got
0: that capability. This is probably the wrong conversation to be having. I'm just going on a little bit of a rant. Yeah, I don't <laughs> thinking know. Thinking about but it. Like,
1: but, you know, we know that prison systems can be violent. We know they absolutely can be um, yep. oppressive. And so it's, um, do the ends justify the means? And no. for Kai, I think it's easy to say no. It, no, no. For plea... Is it still now?
0: Don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And I am I need to be better educated on that. But all of the things that I've been reading recently are is like there any down to, with prisons.
1: <laughs> is there any attempt at uh, reformation through this process or redemption? Like, uh, Yeah, and that's I don't the question. know if they have ever attempted those things with, with these individuals.
0: No. But yeah, I mean, Tone Rock and Zuko could do nothing to stop this breakout. Like they tried. In fact, I wonder if they actively made it worse by breathing fire on plea and giving her the warmth she needed to get started with firebending.
1: She's probably going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly, no longer being in the
0: depths of the iceberg. It's still pretty cold down there, but, you know, who knows. Um, But, yeah, yeah, that was that this again, thinking about prisons in a way that makes us question the efficacy and legitimacy and usefulness of prisons. And thinking of it as a form of oppression, and is that the way we want to hold people accountable? Yeah. No. Especially when you know, if reformation is the goal and uh, behavioral change is the goal, prisons have proven not that, to be effective. That doesn't exist. <laughs> so, thinking about just how we're thinking is important, I think, for us there and. I think going back to that quote in the beginning is people who are making decisions without consulting prisoners and who are not involved in that process saying, hey, we, this is our end goal. We want to get you there and we need you to be involved in this process. Otherwise we'll never get there. Yeah. That's what oppression is, is not involving the people who are literally stakeholders in the conversation. Yep. So. Yeah. What's about what is what's a moment for you?
1: Well, we and we've talked about this before, but there's l- l- very visual, very literal marginalization happening in Bossing, Say, right? The, the the need for a passport to get up to the upper rim. Yep. The n- the not the need to get down to the lower rims. Uh, when we're talking about relegating or confining a group of people to a lower social standing, very literally. The lower rims to the upper rims, right? The way we know that that exists and that's a thing that is put in there, and we know that those people are treated worse. Are, are we calling them rims? That's what they said. I thought it was ring. Oh, maybe upper ring. Upper ring. I thought it was rim. Pretty sure it's ring. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Anyway, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was distracted. <laughs>
1: Semantics. Um, but we see very literal distribution of that, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, in the way that how things are kept, who's stored where, what that, but it's a very, like, there are very much confined areas to where you should be as a group of people. Uh, and it is very much at the cultural culture set from the queen Yeah, to sit there and say, my culture is the norm. I'm the one that's good. This is what needs to be followed. Everybody else's literal trash.
0: Yeah, and I I think that we have to really, again, revisit this quote, right? If the Earth Queen was to actually go and, like, let's talk to people in the lower ring and see how we can improve quality of life, guarantee she would not like the result of that conversation. And so she doesn't. She makes unilateral decisions without consulting anyone. I don't know if she cares about their quality of life. Agreed. (laughs) Right. But like assuming positive intent Assuming the best. Right. You know she's uh, she's terrible but like like, let's let's assume at one point in her career as Earth Queen she uh, believed that she was doing right by her citizens. Right. Uh, And by the Earth Nation. Um, I, I think that the statement still stands like if you were to get the people who are involved involved in the conversation the results would drastically change and so we have got to start figuring out how we are involving stakeholders in conversations regarding to change
1: yeah what would have been the difference of a conversation of who wants to join an airbender earth king dumb army right like that would have been a very different. I imagine outcome. it would have
0: gone very similarly to how Tenzin was recruiting Airbenders. Hey, we we yeah. want you to come and do this for the Earth Nation, and it was. I mean, he was saying that for the Air Nation. Right. He was not trying to get them to join an army. Right. But like he was trying to get them to do something that was going to drastically change their life, much like that would have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like I bet the answer would have been overwhelmingly no. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's powerlessness that comes through with the daily enforcing all of this, right? Like, yeah, and and I think this is worth like pausing and thinking about the history of the Earth Kingdom, right? Let's talk about it, right? And so the, the history of the Earth Kingdom is rooted in monarchy, mm-hmm. right? It's in monarchy is systemic oppression of the many for the benefit of, of the, the, the few, yep. of the one, of the the ruling class, the family, the king queen monarch right and i I think about that but i also think about like just going back a generation or two to uh avatar the last airbender Mm -hmm. and thinking about the amount of oppression that was involved there with the king having so much privilege that he had no idea what was going on in his kingdom, and right. it didn't matter because it wasn't affecting him, mm-hmm. right? And as soon as he was able to see and he visited the lower ring for the first time in his in, for career, he was like, oh, this isn't great. People are lying to me. Right. And I, I think that when you have that much privilege, that is a very good metaphor for the amount of blindness that you also have if you aren't willing to step elsewhere and step out of the comfort zone that you have cultivated. Right. Um, and then, if you go back even further <laughs> with Kiyoshi novels, right, thinking about the Earth Nation is rife with bribery. We know Janju is uh, controlling and puppeteering uh, the Avatar, the—spoiler alert—fake Avatar, the <laughs> things that are going on in that time zone that are— just rife with problems right. in the earth nation and so this is not just a cora earth queen problem this is a, a long history of oppression in the earth kingdom that the earth queen has inherited and capitalized on mm-hmm. and i think it's really worth noting that this is going to continue unless it is addressed mm-hmm. unless there is really a lot of attention addressed by more than the people that are in power and privilege. Right? Yeah. I ranted. You did, but it was a good rant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> An important rant. Uh, one of the moments I want to lift up as well in this episode is the way that the dialy are teaching the airbenders. I yeah, absolutely um, let's do it. So when we talk about creating a marginalized group and then creating a willingness to be violent towards a marginalized group, we see that in the language that the dialy use. It is
0: your duty to it, serve it, the Earth Queen.
1: Yeah, so show no mercy, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, you don't you show no mercy towards your enemy. In fact, though there is no enemy currently. Yeah. The creation of an enemy and the ability to shift that and, and say this is an enemy. Even and seeing
0: though, their peers yeah, as, as enemies, enemies. Yep.
1: Right? Um, you're not as good as me, so you're my enemy. Yeah.
0: Um, a
1: soldier never apologizes to his enemy. Right. Right. So there's this lack of remorse. There's this lack of empathy. They're teaching that. Uh, well, so they're creating a marginalized group, and then they are teaching to hate them. Right. And so... Um, it
0: reminds me a lot of... Stories I have heard. I have not been in the military, nor do I intend to, uh, for my own personal <laughs> reasons. But it reminds me of the the idea of we have to break them down before we build them up. Right. Right. And that is a pretty common trope in any like military. You have to unlearn movie. everything. Yeah. We learn it our way. We have exactly. We're gonna we're gonna make you cry and break you down to the point where you break, so that when we build you up, you're gonna be. Are like our puppet, and you're going to listen, and you're going to do everything that we say, and it's a, it is a tactic, and it, you know, works for the purposes of, uh, militarism, militarism, and we also know that it causes severe mental health issues when they leave. Yep. Um, severe. Uh, lots and lots of data on that. Um, uh, but I, I think the idea that we break them down before we build them up is a pretty obnoxious <laughs> uh, and unhealthy way to do this.
1: It's, it does not breed connection. It does not breed or cultivate empathy. Um, no, no. no. And it's, we, we often in our own space, see that as, oh no, they're going through this hard time together. We're breeding connection through this. And it's yeah. like, not if you're unwillingly forcing them through hard times in an unnecessary fashion, right? Like, that's, well, and it's, that's not the same thing. Just like common enemy intimacy is not a place for connection, right? These negative behaviors, these behaviors that um, cause harm intentionally yes. for the purpose of connection, don't.
0: And I think— Don't do that. Yeah, I think what's interesting about this is I'm sure if you were to go ask some random stranger on the street, say, hey, is oppression bad? They'd be like, yes. Is what the military doing in this situation bad? No, we need this. Right. And it, it, by definition, it is literally oppression. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? It means that we collectively don't recognize oppression when we see it. Because we have been raised to see it and accept it as normal. Spanking your children. Spanking your children is a great example. Right. Right? Power (laughs) using... There's a power shift dynamic there. exactly. It's very clear. It Uh, is cruel. You are using violence. And you are preventing the person from having opportunities and freedom by saying, you're going to do it my way or else. Yep. Right? That's oppression. Yep. That is unhealthy. It is not okay. Right? So... (laughs) By definition, these things... But
1: it's been the norm because we experienced it, right? Yeah. I experienced that. I turned out fine. I would argue... That I was, I didn't, right? That, right. Like I didn't turn out fine. Like I, if I turned out fine, it was in spite of that. Yeah, so what you were saying is that is a common response. Correct. Is I turned out fine. Right. <laughs> um, and I, you know, for me, it like that was something I went through as a child, right? Yeah. And I would argue that hopefully I'm okay, right? Like hopefully I'm fine. But if I did, it was in spite of that, not because of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a, because I have found other ways to, to navigate emotions frustrations because i you know
0: that that happens and this is why language is so important is if we don't call it what it is then we'll never recognize it as what it is but we see pushback
1: on that right we see pushback um there's the pyramid of um Hmm? uh... There's genocide. A of... The Pyramid of Genocide. Okay, I was about to say, there's a lot of pyramids the out pyramid there. The Pyramid of Genocide, right? And part of that is dehumanizing language. Yep,
0: that's like the bottom.
1: <laughs> right, like that's like the very baseline, like that's the first step, right? Yeah. So when we talk about seeing a group marginalized and, and me posting, this is this step on the pyramid. Yeah. And getting people to come back and say, that's an overreaction. Mm-hmm. That's, this isn't genocide. That's is not the same thing. Like, no. No, I'm not saying it's genocide. I'm saying it's, it's... But That's it the is, first step towards but, it. But if people have benefited from or participated in those activities, there's so much of not wanting to see that that is a negative thing that you have done that we are willing to justify that or state that that is an unreasonable call. So when we call things oppression, there will be pushback because people don't want to see themselves as oppressors. Yep. Yep. And so they'll they will find a way to be defensive about everything
0: uh, that that can possibly happen to that. I'm honestly that reminds me of a recent conversation I had on social media. One like, and I never get involved in these conversations, but I did this time. So maybe never is the wrong word. Very rarely, but somebody posted an image of um, saying, "Isn't Iroh so funny?" Posted a picture of the June and Iroh moment, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Or hear me out, <laughs> we could." not lift up rape culture we could not and i didn't say that the first comment but the first comment i said we could you know honor the fact that june didn't have Have autonomy uh, over her body exactly and then the next response was can't you take a joke right and i was like you have to defend rape culture yeah it's just a joke what's the joke yeah so i (laughs) ended up writing a paragraph and then another person was like whoa 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 this isn't rape. Are you really saying that this is rape? And I was like, "No, you clearly didn't read my entire comment." <laughs> like and so it's again people push back and take you to the extreme, and this is a good example of that as well. Like they take what you say, hear one word and assume that that's what you mean rather than really listening and valuing the full content of the of the comment. When
1: Andre uh, Andre Henry just wrote an entire book on these moments of people pushing back Or not wanting to acknowledge what oppression looks like in their vicinity or in their space because it makes them uncomfy or because they have participated in that rather than acknowledging that I did something that caused you harm and I can be better, which is what we need to do. All the white friends I couldn't keep. Yep. Highly recommend. Yep. And so those are the moments that we'll see most likely in our circles are those exact things. Yeah. That's not oppression. No, it is. Well, I don't want to stop doing that. All right, now we're getting to what the root of the issue actually is. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's oppression, and I want to keep doing it because it benefits me. Well, that's not benefiting
0: others. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And and and, you know, like it's one of those things where I, I think it's worth lifting up that you know we're not experts on this topic either right there are a lot of things that we're probably missing in this episode and in the history and context of this world that like might really be important to pay attention to so if this is something that you know a lot about we'd love to hear from you yeah um
1: send us a voice a little voice memo or an email yeah you know whatever the it is be at gmail.com
0: yeah we would love to you know learn more on this topic It's there's always worth learning more here so the next thing that i'm thinking about is, so what, right? This is all, there's a lot of oppressive behavior here. What do we learn about combating oppression in this episode?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that we'll always, and even recently what we've heard so much about is how how has a a political minority been able to shift so many things in the last few weeks um, from an American standpoint? And the answer is incredible organization. Like, incredible organization and plans that they have not diverted from for the last 50 years. All right. Say more. Um, Let's be explicit. Right. So, setting up plans on gerrymandering to shift political voting. Yep. Being able and willing to throw a bunch of Supreme Court justices without hesitation into places of power that are going to be able to push forward your agenda. Right? These are justices that were appointed by presidents who did not even win the popular vote, but because of our current structure, um, were able to find power and then put people, which the American people do, do not get to vote on, um, into places of power who have been able to dramatically shift and overturn several Supreme Court rulings in the last few weeks. And so that has come with strict organization and strict mission of how to move forward, and it succeeded. And so when we talk about fighting oppression, organization is going to be a big part of that.
0: Yeah, and strategic, organized um, movement. Yeah. And I think that we see a little bit of that. And you know what I really appreciate is when Team Avatar learns that The airbenders are being held captive. There is no response saying, yeah, but we really got to work within the system to get them out. We can't we can't uproot the system. We can't uh, go against the 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 earth nation. This is it's too big and it's too above us, which is a privilege they have. Yeah. Let's honor and say that that's true.
1: And, and they've, if they've somewhat tried to work within that system in the first few episodes, like working with the Earth Queen through the Earth Queen. Yeah. Until they realized that, like...
0: I, I think they were trying to work with the Earth Queen until they realized that they, the Earth Queen was corrupt. Yes, And correct. as soon as they did, they were like, we're not going to work with that anymore. Yep. There's a line. We found it. And I just really appreciate that. And then we get to this... Plan right. Boomy goes a little haywire on on his plan. He's assuming that we need you know twelve gallons, twelve tons of blasting jelly, and a badger mole that knows Morse code. Might be a little a bit of a stretch. Um, I do love good badger mole content, though. <laughs> yeah, um, but they end up with this plan where you know Lynn and Asami stay above ground. They're gonna organize and be ready to have the escape plan we have two teams going in that are splitting up to save all the airbenders like there there was a plan there to get down to get them out to fight back if needed and having that plan being organized the communication between boomy and lin like there was communication it all, all of it shows mm-hmm. us that organization matters a great deal yep in fighting oppression when
1: like even Boomy tries to go off in his own way and realize that that doesn't work pretty quickly and then immediately falls back into the fold, right? No one wants to use code names anymore. Um, well, it's because it the Breezies are out. We it, gotta it, get the balloons. <laughs> and so like it didn't work and immediately falls back into the the initial plan, right? And so, yeah. um, The balloons show up. Flying bison show up, right? It all works out, and so that's that's part of this is is what does it look like to get organized?
0: Yeah, and you know, what's also, I think, important to note is the Earth Queen doubled down when she realized that she was found out. Like, she was trying to convince, oh, there's earthbenders in another province. And instead of being like, oh, you found out. I'm. I'm really sorry. And she doubled down. She's like, "You will not get away." And sent an army of Earthbenders to try and take these people down. And had that worked, you know, most people would have said she was justified to do so. Because, as Boomy said earlier, the Earth Queen has a right to conscript her citizens. Which is
1: then it's again that's that is a social norm or cultural norm that is set by the top as the norm. Because if you ask everybody else, does she have that right?
0: And so I, I think it's worth also saying that if even if that were a law that were put into place a long, long time ago when people did buy into that, it was a long, long time ago. And it was made by people who are unaffected by the current state of the world right and the current state of the world is very different than it was back in that well, time and
1: i would like to argue that like, it doesn't have to be a long long time ago it does not have to be a prerequisite for this
0: Ag- right agreed so, i that's even more context as to that's even more evidence right. as to why it's probably an unjust yeah, even law. if
1: it was 5 years ago even if it was a year ago if it doesn't make sense or serve the purpose that it did initially
0: why is it still why there why is it still there right yes and so I, I think that that's probably worth – that's again, that's a generous assumption. That is an assumption that I'm kind of ass- putting in and assuming based off the context we have. But altogether, being able to conscript your citizens and say I'm going to force you into an army is something that nobody is like probably going to fight too hard because it's probably not going to affect them. Because when is the Earth Nation going to go into war? We're in a time of peace right now. And then when it does happen, they're like, wait a second, I actually don't like this. And so knowing what what law is at the time and knowing that you might need to fight it so that your children don't have to face the consequences is also something to consider.
1: <laughs> so big takeaways of uh, those things that we've covered so far is, is one, uh, the ability to identify and speak to what is oppression, right? And naming it. And naming it. So we know that, like, exploitation is a form of protection. Uh, of oppression marginalization powerlessness cultural imperialism literal violence we know that those things exist now we have to identify when those things happen in our lives and say this is oppressive and Right, naming it, and naming as, it oppressive. as oppressive
0: the power of names
1: and then another step uh is when someone says hey this is oppressive is listening right listening and saying let's talk more about this And let's not just jump on the defensive immediately. Yeah, dialogical decisions rather
0: than unilateral decisions. Correct.
1: We're bringing everyone who is a stakeholder involved into these conversations, and then we organize. Yes, to make change, systemic change. And we see all wonderful examples of these things throughout
0: the course of this episode. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting to me is... Like we were saying earlier, these earthbenders had... Ten- we saw evidence that recruiting earthbenders prior to this was largely unsuccessful. Even Kai was kind of like a, a fake adopter at the time.
1: I'm going to join this because it's going to get me out of this situation. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so it's interesting to me at the end of this episode when Tenzin says, hey... You have, a, you have two options, which I was like, they probably have more than that, but that's not the point here. Uh, you have two options. We can let you out in a peaceful location that is out of the Earth Queen's touches so that you can be free and make your own decisions and do that, or you can join me and learn to use your airbending, and we will not force you to do anything you don't want to do. And they're like, no, let's do it. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they make that decision in a – in opposition to their experience, right, and yes. I think that's worth noting, and right? It is. And and also because I, you know, if, where
1: I see that is, you shouldn't have to go through oppression to want to fight against oppression, right? Yeah, like so, um, a lot of the things we're seeing right now is, oh, they just they just overturned Roe v. Wade. This court ruling is up next. This court ruling is up next. This court ruling. You shouldn't have to fear, yeah, your own oppression as the only means to wanting to stop oppression. Correct. Um, well, and I think you all... should. If you see it, you should be fighting for the marginalized group of people.
0: And I and I think that there were a lot of people on social media that, that were like, "It starts now." Right. Not that it like it hasn't been going, it on, has been for going like on for the last four hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Like hello. Um it this it may have started now for you, but like welcome join the club here. There's uh, I this has been going on for much longer than you've been aware, and I need you to recognize that. Yep. And
1: recognize that people have been organizing
0: yes. and doing this work. Yes.
1: And so that you are if you are joining into this now, thank you for joining this movement and you do not get to be the sole dictator of this movement. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Cause there've been people who've been doing it for a whole lot longer. And so mm-hmm. again, listening to the stakeholders of who are the most affected and yeah. working with them. Is that a good breaking point for right now? Yeah. Anything else you want to lift up from the episode? I don't know. Probably not. Well, we will take a quick break and then we'll be back in just a moment. little break welcome back We're gonna jump straight into our tweet and law our push and pull for the episode Woohoo! what pushes you away what pulls you in
0: yeah yeah what were
1: those moments for you in this episode
0: i recently in the weekend of roe v wade uh of being overturned i was like what what do i do and i wrote a blog post on our uh substack BNB underscore pod substack if you want to if you're curious but i wrote about over roe v wade being overturned and i was uh one of the things that i like to do in moments of um like really questioning the world is going back to these like spiritual practices and thinking about like really doubling down and for for me this is a spiritual practice uh the act of going through each episode and really doing that and we hadn't discussed episode four yet, so I was like, "Okay, this is where we are in the show. I'm gonna watch episode four and see if there's anything that helps me grapple with this." And I was like, "Wow, there's a lot that helps me grapple with this." So my blog post was just kind of going through episode four with a lens of Roe v. Wade uh, being overturned, and it was um, the reason I bring that up is because <laughs> because it really sucks how pertinent this episode, all the things that happened in this episode, felt. Um, cause it felt very real. And so that, it was kind of like a, 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 push me away. I didn't love how, how close it was to home. Um, all the really sucky things.
1: I think that's the same for me, right? Seeing the power that the queen has, seeing how it's being treated and misused. It's, it's super frustrating to know how very real those moments are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the feeling of the uphill challenge it is going to be to combat those. Yeah. No yeah big push, big push yeah um, I will say things like fight choreography in this episode super dope uh, really cool. The red lotus is a, an incredibly engaging villain dynamic to have in in this season. and so quote um, villain, yeah, and so how do we get to we get to see more of that, which i mean it is they are some of the best benders and some of the the most terrifying figures, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I'm excited to see more of them. So for that's sure. My...
0: Yeah, I, I loved. I'm a big fan. Kai grows on me. I like Kai, you know, I like I, Kai and Genora. He's such a, you know, he's such a, a young kid in the first couple episodes where it makes perfect sense why he's acting the way he's acting. And I kind of love Bolin for continuing to just love on him. And yeah, of course we can forgive you. Um, And Mako's like, wait a second. I'm still mad. Um, But I I think Kai seeing this group of people, seeing Jinora, seeing them coming to rescue him, really, this is where Kai's like, wait a second. This is, they actually do care about me. Mm -hmm. And I just like, that makes my heart really warm. And I love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, I really wish he would have believed, could have been able to believe them sooner mm-hmm. but I just I find that really touching and so that's really cool and Janora's is just amazing in this episode the best yeah the best so total girl boss devotion time it's time for our devotion through the lens of earth earth and oppression what can we set an intention uh, around considering these two things
1: yeah so i think for me uh pretty simple is what's the foundational piece to this and it's the organization right that's what i said so um i've already joined some organizations but i've not taken a big role in supporting them and so i think that um being more intentional about how i move forward in those spaces and make time for that is is mine yeah um so that's that's mine for this week
0: yeah, I mean, I, I virtually had the same thing. Systemic oppression requires strategic, organized resistance. And uh, that is the foundation and structure that Earth provides is organization and structure. And I I really want to um, think about where my energy and my capacity can be most effective in regards to that. Like I can read all day long and that's only going to take me to me knowing more right yeah, until I'm going to start doing, doing something. Correct. It's not helpful. Yeah. So taking action and learning what can I do with the capacity that I have Yeah. Um, is something that I really want to explore. Uh, certain
1: groups that might be helpful showing up for racial justice. There's a lot of tra- uh, chapters around the country for that. Um, You'll see that shortened to Surge S U R J, and so that might be an organization worth looking in uh, for you as a listener. Yeah, but yeah,
0: big fan. There's also a lot of uh, resources out there if you're willing to spend some time investigating uh, for gender equality. There's a there's a lot of ways you can get involved in uh, getting rid of oppression, working on it. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. All right, and finally gratitude who are
0: you grateful for y'all i'm grateful for asami let's be real when am i not grateful for asami tell me more but for this episode there's there's this moment where Cora is just uh fighting uh, and asami's being the punching bag essentially and Cora gets uh all huffy puffy and asami's like i'm done no thank you <laughs> uh and i was just like yes queen set boundaries boundaries and say you're hurting me and say like I just I am a big fan of Asami and again their relationship if you're not paying attention you're not paying attention but like we are seeing more and more of them being together and spending uh, moments together and I just love that Asami in this moment is like hey I'm done no thank you and I just I just loved it I was just "Mm, big fan I love her
1: I, I think I'm, mine's going to be for Korra this episode uh, and, and really in the way that she handles Jenora and the way that she uh, creates space for Jenora to thrive and be a part of uh, the solution in these moments, um, letting Jenora use her talents, but also like helping guide ideas and shift ideas and say like, hey, could this potentially work? Or hey, did you have you thought about trying this? And I, well, I shows- just really appreciate the level of maturity and leadership that, that shows in Korra to also understand that she does not have all the answers and that she needs others
0: to, to be successful as well. It's a really good example of dialogical leadership. Mm-hmm. Hey, I you just said that that's how it worked before. You said that you had a, a spiritual connection to me and that's how you found me. I know that you have a spiritual connection with Kai. Is that something you could do? Is that something? And she's like, I had never thought of that. And right? so what happens when we ask questions rather than dictate? Right. Right, it's a beautiful and moment. It's just, it's gorgeous, and, and then it's
1: also Tenzin's reaction. That's what I was. Like <laughs> <dad> <laughs> His facial expression like, what, was awesome. What, yeah. what, 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 what connection? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. what, what, what do you mean? There's a connection. Yeah. I also love that moment with Bolin. Later, he's like, "Oh, what a cute little moment." Tenzin's gonna hate this. He's like, "You don't have to tell him." He's like, "I can't not tell him. It's too
0: juicy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Bolin.
1: Um. So yeah, those are those are characters. Lots I'm to be for. grateful for yeah. in the midst of all the terrible things that are going on too absolutely finding finding little moments of joy throughout all of this i think is also important yeah for rest time for breaks there's a reason we do that time for joy um and and continuing to to do work like this but then find those moments as well yeah Uh, because you can't pour into a cup if your pitcher is empty here here Y'all, it's been a great episode. Uh, thank you for listening so much. Please check us out on all the social medias, BNB underscore pod from Instagram to TikTok to Twitter or there. You can email us little voice memos of your thoughts or just little writings. If you have, uh, you know, little emails, you want to send us to the gmail at gmail.com. Please rate, uh, review, subscribe, do all of those things. If you feel so called to on anywhere that you listen to this podcast Um, And don't forget that we have a Patreon. So if you want to join us on things like live episodes that we do once a month, get uh, some bonus episodes. uh, You can find that on Patreon.com. Bending, not breaking. BMB underscore pod. Everywhere you go. Ben, anything else you want to add for this episode? Not at this time. All right. Uh, I'm Sunshine Mayfield. This is Ben. And this has been Bending, not breaking. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.